Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well. And welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. I've always said here on the show that money is emotional. It's extremely emotional. There's no way to really separate the two from each other. And so when I found out that there's this whole field of therapy that focuses in on our financial lives, or at least incorporates that into the process, I had to learn as much about this as I could. So I reached out to someone who I've been following for a while on Instagram, love her work. So I'm happy to have Lindsay Brian Podvin join me here on the podcast. Hi, Chris. I'm really happy to be here. Uh, Lindsay, she's a financial therapist, a podcast host, speaker, also an author. You wrote the book, The Financial Anxiety Solution. So this all got me curious as a therapist that focuses on the financial part of your patients' lives. How is this different from like traditional therapy? Because I recently started going to therapy after putting it off forever. And I was like, I'm so happy I made the decision. But I didn't even know that, you know, I could be working in some financial stuff right in with my therapy as well. So what, what does this process look like? Therapy is a catch-all term for psychotherapy, and most therapists are trained as generalists. So they help their clients with everything from feeling stressed, low self-esteem, and maybe some mental health disorders like anxiety, depression, or OCD. So just like you would see an OCD specialist say if you had obsessive-compulsive disorder, you would see a financial therapist if you were worried about money. And you could substitute the word worry for pretty much any other feeling, but a financial therapist is somebody who has specialized training in how your thoughts and feelings and behaviors show up in your financial life and might be preventing you from taking healthy steps towards making moves that you need to be making with your money. So we're not financial advisors. We're not here to tell you how to manage your money or what to do with your money. So it's less of how to make a budget and more what is getting in the way of you making a budget or what's making it hard for you to adhere to it. So it's all of those feelings and thoughts and potential roadblocks that you might put up when it comes to looking at your paycheck or looking at your retirement accounts that a financial therapist could potentially be a good fit for. So it's just a specialization within the field of therapy. I love that approach because the example you gave of it's not digging into how to make a budget, but why maybe you struggle to make a budget. I know we're all a little nosy and we all like to kind of know what goes on. What are those conversations like when you're speaking to someone in this setting where you're kind of bringing the therapy and the financial world together? Yeah, we usually start by going back in time. And the reason why is the reason that I just explained, but kind of thinking about what were some of those bigger milestone moments in your life and what what role did money play in them? And I guess I should say financial milestone. So thinking about, you know, the first time you sold lemonade and what was that like? Or the first time your parents said you can't buy that toy unless you save up for it. And what were some of those associations with it? And then going into what was your first job? What did it feel like to get a paycheck? Or what was it like getting paid under the table? How did you pay for school? Was that a discussion in your household? So kind of going through those different mile markers to figure out what some of our first exposures to personal finance were. And then also thinking about the other things that impact us outside of just our household. We are shaped not just by our parents and caregivers, but we're also shaped by the communities we live in, the laws that we have, um, and the societal norms. So thinking about how those things shaped us, and they'll differ depending on which identities we do or don't have. So incorporating all of that, usually those first few sessions is doing a lot of kind of dissecting and looking at things with curiosity and trying to kind of 
connect the dots, so to speak, to figure out how we got to where we are now. And then once we've done all that uncovering, then we can figure out plans for what to do next. And in my world, most of my clients tend to be a bit more on the anxious side. So when I've got folks who have financial anxiety, they're actually incredible researchers. They have read all the personal finance books, listened to all the personal finance podcasts. They probably have five different spreadsheets on, you know, in their Google Drive right now, but their anxiety gets in the way of them actually being able to implement, or they worry that they're going to do it the wrong way, or they fear making a mistake. So it gets in the way of them actually taking action. So for a lot of my clients, it's working through getting comfortable making mistakes. I don't think we make a lot of room in the personal finance world to be okay making mistakes and just acknowledge that it's a thing that happens. and then getting comfortable with good enough. So, I mean, in a nutshell, that's kind of the arc of things. And then we move towards maintenance, which is making sure that they have a plan that works for for them and that they are able to engage with their money with a more neutral emotional response instead of feeling anxious or stressed or worried when they look at their money or engage with it. When you mentioned the fact that we don't accept financial mistakes, right? People try to hide them. We do we act like they never happened. And if you're doing well, that means you're just perfect the whole way and you made great decisions. And if you're doing bad, it means you just messed up a bunch. But I have a friend. He's a very confident person, very confident, very knowledgeable person. And he's confident speaking about a ton of topics, like all kinds of random things that I've never even heard of. But money, all of a sudden, all of his confidence disappears. And I remember I, I had talked to him about it one day. I was, I was like, hold on, this is really weird. I was like, you're being really humble <laughs> and you're not normally that humble. So why, why are you, why do you feel so humble talking about money? And he's like, well, I've, I feel like I've made mistakes. And since I've made mistakes, I don't feel like I can talk to anyone about this. And I was like, well, you know, everybody makes mistakes. Like, no one's perfect at this. But that, that shame that he felt from that kind of just completely removed all confidence from his ability to even talk about money. Yeah, it's so sad because that response is so common in the work that I do of if I've made a mistake, then I'm forever bad with money. You know, some of the earlier personal finance folks, they kind of preached that, right? If you have debt, it's because you're dumb. If you go out to eat, you don't have any self-control. There was a lot of individualization and blame for people's personal finance circumstances. And yes, we are responsible up to a point for what's going on in our worlds financially, but also there are so many different systems that layer on top of it. And just in general, I, I think as a, as a culture, we really struggle with allowing people to make mistakes and, and making meaning of that mistake. Yeah, no, you are 100 percent right. We praise those who we feel are perfect and we push down those who have maybe just made a mistake or two. And we just treat them as if, you know, hey, you, you whatever happens to you is your fault now because you made a couple exactly. of mistakes, and, which is a hor- horrible amount of pressure to put on anyone as an yeah. individual. Lindsay, thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. I could nerd out on this all day. <laughs> <laughs> this is fascinating. I, I really could too. Like if this was like an hour long podcast, I'm sure I can come up with a, you know 20 more questions to ask you. But I really do appreciate this insight into this this space and this kind of different way of thinking about the way we think about money mm-hmm. and, and our, our emotions. So before we get out of here, if people want to connect with you and find way more of this great information that you have, uh, where should they go? I know you also have a, a money personality quiz as well that they can take. So where can they go find all of this stuff? 
Yeah, my business is called Mind Money Balance. I'm most active on Instagram unless I'm taking a social media break, but you can go to my website and my podcast is of the same name. Um, If you want to take your money personality quiz to learn which of the four financial archetypes you fall into, it's free, it's fun. You can learn a little bit more about what some of your strengths or challenges are when it comes to money. It's at mindmoneybalance.com slash quiz. And then as Chris mentioned, I wrote the book, The Financial Anxiety Solution. It's an interactive workbook to help you work through some of your thoughts and feelings around money and help dial down your money anxiety. And if you wanna buy it, I encourage you to email or call your local bookstore and have them order it for you so your money can stay in your local community. And yeah, that's kinda it. Lindsay, thank you again so much. I really appreciate you coming on the, the podcast. It was great finally getting to connect. Yes, same here. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did because this was just a small piece of a larger conversation that we had. So make sure you check your favorite podcast app this Thursday because Lindsay is coming back for an episode of Unpopped Kernels because I was still extremely curious about what goes on in financial therapy. So we'll be discussing the most common topic that Lindsay covers in her financial therapy sessions and one of the biggest lessons that she's taken away from these conversations. Until then, feel free to send in your questions that you might have about the topic. Details are in the show notes on how you can reach out to me. And as always, I appreciate you joining me here for another bag of popcorn. Hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Your boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.